0: Kentucky basketball has three players coming in that I am really excited about. We talk about those guys on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Thank you so much for making Locked on Kentucky your first listen every single day. We're going to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. On today's episode of Locked on Kentucky, going to be talking about the Wildcats and Their newcomers on the basketball court, Antonio Reeves, Cason Wallace, and Chris Livingston. CJ Frederick recently spoke to the media about those guys, just going to talk about their upside. We're also going to talk about Ron Holland, a power forward who just took an official visit. Uh, to Kentucky, going to talk about him, whether or not the Wildcats are in good standing with him. And then also, finally, there are updated rankings, recruiting rankings on rivals for some of uh, Kentucky's targets. Going to talk about that later on in the show. Let's go ahead and get it started here. Like I mentioned just a second ago, C.J. Frederick recently spoke to the media about Kentucky's three newcomers, Antonio Reeves, transfer from Illinois State, and then the two five-star freshmen, Kaysen Wallace and Chris Livingston. And I'm not going to play the audio. I'm actually just going to read the direct quote that I wrote down here from C.J. Frederick. I'm going to go through these three guys then just talk about their upside uh, for a little bit. Specifically, I think the guy I want to start with here is the guy I think has the most potential. The most potential to be not necessarily, I think, the face of the team this upcoming season. But I think he's going to be one of them. Antonio Reeves the transfer guard from Illinois State this is what Frederick had to say about him he said Antonio can really shoot the ball he's really going to help our team a lot he knocks down shots he's really good off the bounce as well he's long he's tall he's got length we're excited to get him on the court and we're really excited to spread out the court a little bit more it's interesting that Frederick notes that Antonio is going to help uh, the, the Wildcat offense kind of spread the court out a little bit and there were a lot of frustrations last season, especially late towards the end of the year with John Calipari, how he was operating the offense, how severe Wheeler, the point guard for the Wildcats, who's returning this season. There was some frustration among the, amongst the fan base with the way that the offense was running. And I think part of that had to do with the spacing, uh, with this uh, motion weave that that Kentucky has elected to to kind of run with, at least some of the time. I'm interested to see what Antonio Reeves can do as far as helping the spacing, uh, including in the transition game, which Kentucky was decent, pretty decent at last season, actually pretty good at. But I'm also curious to see what Reeves can do in isolation. He was good. Uh, at creating his own shot last season at Illinois State. uh, Like Frederick mentioned, he's really good off the bounce. I'm interested to see what he does in terms of just improving his shot at the rim. Uh, We talked about it whenever Reeves committed to the Wildcats. He's got a tendency to instead of attack the rim, he's got a tendency to take floaters in the paint and kind of lean back and kind of take those type of shots. I'm interested to see if Kentucky tries to challenge him to be more aggressive considering he is at shooting guard. Uh, six foot six, uh, 195 pounds. I think Kentucky's got to challenge Antonio Reeves to to really work on his uh, his uh, his game in isolation, and then on top of that, I think he's got to be able to work on his outside shot. And I know that some out there may say Lance, he was shooting really well from three last season. That shouldn't be a problem. In fact, he should be one of our better three point shooters. I hope that's the case. But here's the thing. In 2019, he shot 31.4% from three. In 2020, he shot 30.6%. And then, like I mentioned last year, he shot 39% from three. I'm curious to see if he's able to keep that clip up against SEC competition. I'm curious to see if Antonio Reeves can shoot. If he ends up shooting like 36%, I think that's good. I think you've got to be happy with that. I think that he's going to take a dip statistically from beyond the arc. I just really hope that it's not significant. Another guy that uh, that CJ. Frederick talked about, Kason Wallace said Kason picks up ninety four, which means he's running up which means he's running up and down the court. Uh, Frederick also said not a lot of dudes can get by him. He's explosive. He can also shoot. He said that Kason is really going to help us. I think cJ CJ didn't say a ton. About Kaysen because I mean, I think they're both kind of competing for playing time at shooting guard right now. At least that's the way I perceive it. And I think Wallace will also get some time uh, at point guard whenever Wheeler is not in the game, as Wall- Wallace, I think, would probably be more comfortable in that combo guard role as opposed to Frederick. But yeah, this is somebody that it obviously is going to be a teammate of his. But I think also the playing time split here is going to be interesting between Frederick and Wallace. But CJ's been saying what I've been saying about this kid and what every, what, what every scout has been saying. This kid's really, really, really good. Really, really explosive. I'm excited to see that type of guy at the guard position for the Wildcats this season. Somebody that can get up and down the court and somebody that can throw down some dunks. I'm really, really excited to see that. I think Antonio Reeves can do that as well. And then the final guy here I wanted to discuss, Just I'm just excited about these guys, Chris Livingston. Uh, interesting note here from CJ Frederick. He said, I'm really surprised to see how well Kaysen and Chris have done this first week. Chris is just a physical, downhill, shoulder-right-in-your-chest type of guy. He can also knock down shots, which is a problem. That's just a dude you have to have on your roster. Frederick also mentioned he's almost like a dog. He's trying to will you every time he plays. I think what Frederick meant to say there, what he's trying to inflict his will on you every time that he plays And, and yeah, the scouting reports hold up. Very, very physical forward uh, for the Wildcats this season. Going to be backing it up at power forward, I believe. Maybe playing a little bit bit of time at the three, potentially. But, yeah, Chris Livingston, really, really physical guy. Kentucky needs to be able to provide minutes to a guy like that this season. Because you look at Damian Collins, you look at Lance Ware, I, I think that physicality is something that you could improve on. You look at Jacob Toppin, good at finishing through contact. Physical, uh, really explosive, but I think that having him and Chris Livingston kind of rotating out for minutes there is going to do the Wildcats a lot of good because I think that when you look at guys like Damian Collins and guys like Lance Ware, Damian Collins not seen enough of his offensive game to really get a, get a read on him, just does not seem like the guy to really kind of bump into you and kind of to, kind of work his way into the paint. Lance Ware was that guy at times last season, but his scouting reports coming out of high school indicated something completely different, saying that that was something that he really needed to work on and something that he struggled with. So having Chris Livingston as one of those guys that can just kind of be a physical body in the paint will be really nice for the Wildcats this season. But man, Antonio Reeves, Casein Wallace, Chris Livingston, really good to see a veteran guy like C.J. Frederick praising those guys in the media, saying that he's impressed with how quickly they've come along during this first week. Want to talk about Ron Holland, uh, who is a power forward who actually may project out the small forward. Uh, believe it or not, a six foot eight power forward just took an official visit to the Wildcats. Going to talk about him in just a second. Before we do that, though, want to t- tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar's been putting out a lot of different, really really cool flavors recently. And they, they just just recently they out they outdid themselves, guys. They outdid themselves with a new flavor. It's called Mud Pie. I've gotten it, ordered it. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that just to say it. I'm not saying that just because it's an ad read. It's actually really really good for a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's phenomenal, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's got whipped cream and chocolate mousse. It's absolutely phenomenal, topped with cookies and cream crumble. It's really, really good. You've got to try this flavor as soon as possible. You need to hurry because the Mud Pie uh, Built Bar and the Mud Pie Puff are only available for a limited time. You can visit Bilt.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. You can go to built.com right now, and you can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is over at built.com Go get yourself some Mud Pie Built Bars. They're really, really good. All right, moving along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Daw here with you. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On, Kentucky, your first listen every single day. So Ron Holland, a power forward out of Duncanville, Texas, just recently took a visit to the Wildcats. I actually don't know if he's still on it. He might have left yesterday, but he, he started to take it June 13th, uh, and I'm really, really excited to see this kid Uh, If he does potentially commit to the Wildcats because he reminds me a lot of somebody that is on roster right now. So five star power forward, like I mentioned out of Duncanville, Texas, six foot eight, 195 pounds, Arkansas, Memphis, UCLA, Houston, some of the other teams that 24 seven sports notes uh, are, are in hot pursuit of this kid. He's also considering the G league, Auburn and Texas are two other teams that are kind of in pursuit of this kid as well just to kind of look at some of his film, go watch some of his highlights on YouTube, really, really, really fun highlights. The guy that I think he looks a lot like that is currently on this roster is Jacob Toppin. I think he's very, very similar to the way that Jacob Toppin's plays. He's not as bouncy as Jacob Toppin, although, don't get me wrong, you look through his highlights, just about every other play he's catching a lob or throwing a dunk down. I mean, this kid can get up. It's just not like crazy, crazy like Jacob Toppin, but this kid can jump. Do not get me wrong. I don't think he's as quick, but he's definitely got a lot of speed. Really, really impressed with his his game in transition. Finishes really, really, really well through contact. You go and watch some of his highlights where it's literally, if it, it, it's not just him getting steals off of different teams that he's, he's beating by 30 and going and, and just, just breaking the rim. If you want to go and actually watch some of his highlights at some of these camps, like the EYBL camps, he, he's really, really good at getting downhill and finishing at the rim. Very, very physical guy. Very, very high motor. That's the type of guy you're looking at in Ron Holland. And again, like I mentioned, even in, in some of these camps, very flashy in transition. Very flashy whenever he gets the ball in his hands. He's comfortable uh, with the basketball, which is nice to see. Jacob Toppin, very similar uh, with that. Duncanville, the high school that he played at, really just based on their highlights alone, they like to trap, and they like to apply, apply pressure against some of these teams that they knew they could beat with athleticism. They like to play with some pace, and Holland was the beneficiary uh, beneficiary of several steals, a lot of lobs. Uh, he he really, really, really... A lot of his highlights are, are things that he did defensively to create offense immediately uh, following that. So I like the explosiveness. The, again, the speed and the bounce... I don't think are right there at Toppin's level, but it's certainly there. And you absolutely love to see that out of a six foot eight freshman potentially coming in uh, this time next season. So yeah, really, really like what I see out of Ron Holland. The one thing that a lot of different scouts have said, and I kind of got the vibe of after watching some of his film, he, over the course of several highlight videos, he took like two threes. He does not take a lot of threes. His form's not bad. He doesn't have a bad form. He's just not a three point shooter much like Jacob Toppin. Uh, but according to 24-7 Sports, uh, he is trying to develop that outside shot. He's been working on it throughout throughout high school. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if, if Holland eventually kind of leans into that part of his game whenever he transitions to college. I don't think that's going to be something that he really develops a ton. I think he's just going to stick to what he's been doing really, really well, and he may add that to his game. He may add that. I just don't think it's going to be something that you commonly see. Let's say Holland were to commit to the Wildcats. I just don't think that you would see him taking a lot of three-point shots at power forward or small forward because, again, there were, there were highlight clips of him bringing the ball up the court for, uh, for some of these different camps in, in Duncanville as well. So Ron Holland, somebody that can handle the ball, really, really good downhill, very physical, high-motor guy. Just an overall solid player for his position. Uh, Would love to see him commit to the Wildcats. From what I heard, he just recently took to uh, an official visit to Arkansas. I don't know if I mentioned this already. Really, really enjoyed his visit visit to Arkansas. So competition there. uh, Just had his official visit with the Wildcats. Have not heard anything about how it went. Can Can only assume that it was a good visit for Ron Holland. All right, before we wrap up the show... We're going to talk about some updated rankings for Kentucky targets before we do that, though, guys. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. You can go to YouTube.com right now. You can search for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of Locked On's NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is officially underway. You can make Locked On Ultimate or excuse me, the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, your second listen today, right after you finish up. We're going to be talking about a a lot of different things about the NBA draft here over the next week. June 23rd uh, is when the NBA draft is. Shaden Sharp really, really hope that he gets picked at number four. There's a possibility. I saw, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Field of 68. Talking recently about how Sharp may potentially uh, work his way inside the top three somehow uh, in in the draft. And, and and that's fun to speculate over. But yeah, I'm excited to see where Sharp goes. Really intrigued to see where Ty Ty Washington goes. Does he go at 14? Is he that that borderline lottery pick? We'll be interested to see what teams think about him. Because there's, a, in my opinion, a stark contrast between what he was doing healthy and what he was doing injured. But anyway, anyway, updated rankings for Kentucky targets. Rob Dillingham, I think, is the number one guy you really have to point out here. So, Rivals just yesterday—I'm recording this on Wednesday, but for you guys, it's 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 Thursday—but just yesterday, they updated their recruiting rankings. Rob Dillingham, this the point guard that Kentucky's after, announces his commitment June 24th. He is up to number six in the uh, in the Rivals recruiting rankings. Really, really excited about this guard. So, right now, Reed Shepard is the only commitment in Kentucky's 2023 recruiting class, listed at number 22 in the Rivals recruiting rankings. You like what Reed Shepard brings as a combo guard, but you would love to bring in one more guy. You would love to bring in one more guy, because think about it this way. C.J. Frederick is based on my understanding i actually should have looked this up before i started i think this is his last year of eligibility if i'm not mistaken he may have two but let's say he does have two antonio reeves could be potentially somebody that leaves for the nba severe wheeler is graduating you're going to need to bring in some depth at the guard position rob dillingham shifty he's quick and i think the number one thing that that i noticed here out of rob dillingham outside of he's a good shooter really really good uh really really good assist man as well I think the one thing that I loved about Rob Dillingham's film is his body control, really patient with the basketball, really comfortable handling the basketball, uh, Good, phenomenal when it comes to finishing in all, in all different forms at the rim. Uh, Rob Dillingham up to number six in the rivals recruiting rankings. That, and I, wanted to, I just wanted to point him out for a second just because Kentucky needs, Kentucky needs somebody like Rob Dillingham on the roster next season. With Severe Wheeler gone, Really excited about this kid. And then also, I'm just going to quote here from uh, the from the Kentucky Herald-Leader, an article that I saw just to kind of look through the rest of the Rivals rankings. Uh, Gigi Jackson holds the number one spot in the rankings. North Carolina commitment. Uh, Indianapolis big man Xavier Booker skyrocketed up to number two. DJ Wagner, somebody that Kentucky is in a hot pursuit of right now, at number three. Justin Edwards at number four. Point guard Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Collier uh, rounding out the top five. Wagner, and Edwards are two of Kentucky's biggest targets right now, with Louisville and Tennessee respectively looking like the Wildcats' biggest competition for each of those guys. DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards at number three and number four in the Rivals recruiting rankings right now. And then finally, like I mentioned just a second ago, this is what the, uh, the Herald-Leader says about Rob Dillingham. Perhaps the most likely player to commit to Kentucky next. Number six in the rankings, and I, I really, really do think that Kentucky needs this guy. And I'm really, really glad that they're trending in a very positive direction. Again, June 24th is when he commits, uh, from what I've seen. Think he's going to be a Wildcat. Other uh, other players with Kentucky scholarship offers include uh, Mataz uh, Buzelis uh, at number seven. Hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Aaron Bradshaw talked about him on the show yesterday, sitting at number 11. Kwame Evans Jr. at number 14. Andrej uh, Sto- Stojakovic. I believe is how you pronounce his name, at number 31, and J.J. Taylor at number 39. I specifically would be looking at Bradshaw, Evans, uh, and Bazelis through through, uh, that that group of extra players with Kentucky scholarship offers as potential targets that Kentucky's got a really, really good shot for. Uh, We're going to be talking a lot of different recruiting stuff over the next couple of weeks, so make sure you tune in to Locked On Kentucky. We're going to be trying to cover... Uh, who's who Kentucky's in good standing with, who's kind of maybe leaning. We're going to keep an eye on Louisville and Tennessee with DJ Wagner and Justin Edwards. Going to be keeping our our finger on the pulse of those two uh, recruitments. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about this next year's recruiting class. Because after this year, we we're, we're losing a lot of pieces from what could potentially be a, a special squad this season. So looking forward and kind of analyzing, okay, what will these guys look like the next season and can they maybe run the system a little bit better uh, than these previous guys did? It's going to be interesting. could just kind of break down. But anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDaw underscore. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockthon UK, you can also follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below or hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.